0: All right, it is the sports mashup number 63, May 11th, the date for this episode, recording it a bit earlier for full transparency, of course. Uh, We'll start in the National Basketball Association, which I think I'm just going to call it the National Basketball Association, rather than the NBA, a little bit more flair on it when I say that, so I'm going to go with that. Uh, Suns head coach Monty Williams named the... 2021-22 NBA Coach of the Year. I believe it was Tom Thibodeau last year. I believe Monty Williams got the second most votes last year. Gets it this year. Suns overwhelmingly regular season best team, 64 wins. So the obvious choice there. There really wasn't a uh, standout guy against him other than Taylor Jenkins from the Memphis Grizzlies. But I just think the Suns had such a better record than the second-best team in the entire league that they had to go with Monty Williams here. So... Uh, the right choice, in my opinion, unbiased.
1: I thought, I thought it was just a couple episodes. We said something about this, or did he get named it for something else. I think he was the NABC. Oh, coach he was of the year as well. He was voted by, he was voted top coach by the coaches association two years in
0: a row. Yeah, so great honor for him. Great guy, great coach, and uh, we'll see uh, how they do. You know, tonight technically when we're recording this, and then. Moving forward, but I'm not overly confident. in it. But anyway, moving on. Uh, Steph Curry becomes the first player in NBA history to make 500 threes in the playoffs. Pretty impressive. There, he's already got three rings. They look like honestly, right now, the Warriors are the best team in the league the way they're playing right now. So they could add a fourth ring if if they stay healthy. Um, I wouldn't all, be surprised.
1: They also, I mean, they struggled last night. Yeah, I mean, that was he,
0: yeah. he shot four of 14 from
1: three point line, and they also they barely escaped a win. Without won, John
0: Morant, they've won two games, games one and five that the Warriors won. Clay Thompson was awful in those two games, and they won both. You got to think he'll be a little bit better moving Which forward. Was it game two that Gary Payton got hurt? Yeah.
1: So they had three game three without Memphis, without Dylan Brooks, and then I oh. got hurt that game.
0: Dylan Brooks has been horrendous in this series. I think he's something like 9 for 44 from the field and like 3 for 28 from 3. Like horrendous. So, honestly, it was bad for the Warriors that he was suspended.
1: Well, I mean, game two, he only played three minutes. and Game three, he didn't
0: play. Awful. Yeah, he's been bad. So, yeah. And speaking of the Grizzlies, they're kind of – I mean, I know they were great in the regular season without Ja, but this is the reg- this is the postseason. Uh, ja Morant, doubtful for the rest of the playoffs with the bone bruise in the knee. They're down three to one in the series. Yeah, you gotta think they're done. I think they looked good last night, though. They just made mistakes on the stretch when they had the lead. Neither team could make shots. Like they were horrible from three, both of them, which I wish Dallas would be that way, but apparently Dallas turned into the, the Warriors from like five years ago with like a billion three. Yeah, I had to admit that I made a mistake. Dorian Phineas Smith did not go to Florida. He went to Virginia Tech. Is that right? I didn't yeah. know that. I Dorian Finney-Smith completely went over my head as a player. Didn't even know existed until a year ago.
1: Because I there was some post I saw on Facebook or something. It was the best players. It was like in the NBA currently from the ACC, and Finney-Smith was from Virginia Tech. Uh, Jason Tatum from Duke. Uh, Chris Paul from Wake. That uh, dude from the Pelicans. Uh, the guy who got that deal the scrappy point guard. Jose Alvarado? Yeah. Georgia Tech? Yeah. And then I forgot who Louisville's was.
0: Louisville NBA. Louisville. Donovan Mitchell? I
1: don't think so.
0: He's, you know, he's pretty legit. Anyway, moving forward.
1: And then watching the game last night too, that game, I was like, where's Steve Kerr? And then I saw it was, like, just hours before the game, he tested positive for COVID.
0: Yeah, that's a tough one. But they'll be fine. Yeah, I
1: mean, it's not like their assistant coach never been a head coach before.
0: Yeah, they have, uh, what, Mike Brown behind the uh, – or on the – is it uh, – something I forgot to add in here. Uh, Mike Brown did sign a deal to be the uh, head coach of the Sacramento Kings. So he's back to being a head coach, Mike Brown former head coach uh, i believe with cleveland so yeah he's one of the guys i think lebron had come in yep i think it was early uh but
1: also last night you had a big game from the celtics tatum and horford each had uh 30 tatum also had like 13 rebounds horford had eight
0: yeah so you wrote here that the bucks are missing middleton i think uh I think that's kind of how this is. Like later in the series you get, you're going to miss the players that you're without more. Like they could survive early, but I still think the Bucks win this series. I really do. I just think that Giannis is, is unstoppable in the, in the way that if he doesn't make the shot, he's usually gets a foul call. So. But the worst is he needs his other contributors to contribute. Yeah. They need threes from Connaughton. And I think Wesley Matthews is still in rotation and. Uh, Bobby Portis, Brook Lopez, so and like yeah. Drew Holiday had a big. I think it was the game three or game two. Drew Holiday had a big game. I would argue that Drew Holiday is the biggest reason that they won the finals last year. Because if it's just Middleton and Giannis, the Suns were playing so well in the first two games that I think the Suns could have beaten the Bucks if it was just Middleton and Giannis. But Drew Holiday making a lot of shots and playing the defense that he did on Chris Ball was, was I think, the biggest difference. Well, that
1: play he made last night when he got in the lane or whatever, and then he turned around and act like he was shooting, but he threw the alley-oop to
0: Brooke Lopez. Yeah, I mean, he's a winning point guard. I think that that's kind of the point guard you want in certain spots, and it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and I think we talked about it a
1: couple episodes ago how uh, – I think it was on J.J. Reddick's podcast – uh, KD said that Drew Hawday is probably the best defender in the league. Yeah, he's good. I mean, he's he's up there. But uh, currently, the Heat 76ers are playing. That series is tied at 2 2. Celtics and Bucks 2 2. Suns Mavs later tonight at 2 2. And Grizzly Warriors. Uh, Warriors are up 3 1. Uh. I think also this, the Heat are missing Kyle Lowry tonight.
0: Yeah, I didn't even see the score of that game as we're recording this. Um, it is eighty-one. Yeah, the Heat are up fifteen. It's pretty much yeah. The game's probably over. The Heat are up now. Yeah, they're up fifteen. Oh,
1: last up when I saw the Sixers were up by like ten.
0: Well, NBA games flip a lot these days, but we'll see. We'll see how the Suns game goes tonight. Not overly confident with the way they played the last two games, but they obviously play a lot better at home, so we'll see if they can they can get that going. Um, let's go to the National Football League. Uh, Kyle Van
1: Noy, who we talked about a couple episodes when the, was the Patriots released
0: him again. Best known as being a Patriot. Um, signs with the Chargers. I don't, I, I'm assuming it's a one-year deal, so... Uh, just added more veterans to the defense. Remember, they added Cleo Mack before the draft, in in the deal with Chicago. So they got those two on the edge. Secondary is good. You you get Derwin James healthy. You got J.C. Jackson in there as well. They signed. Uh, that defense should be pretty legit. I don't I don't really think there's any excuse for the Chargers to miss the playoffs this season. No, I don't care about their division. They're better than Denver. They're better than Vegas. And if Herbert is who we think he is. They could be better in the regular season than Kansas City. I mean, they have good weapons outside with Mike
1: Williams and um. Why did I just blank on his name? Keon Allen, Allen. and then they have Austin Eckler in
0: the backfield, and then I like their line too. Like they have an anchor, a tackle, and an anchor in the middle, which. Rashawn Slater, last are year's first-round pick, looks like a stud, and Corey Lindsley in the middle. Those are, are tight in now? Jeez. Uh, um, didn't they have
1: – well, They traded away Hunter Henry last year to the Patriots. Yeah.
0: Um, let's see. We're going to find out right here on their – team website tight end they have uh pretty much nobody a bunch of nobodies oh they have gerald everett okay there you go gerald everett's gonna be the number one clearly
1: something that helps them
0: who's their
1: like slot receiver
0: um slot I did exit the thing. Oh boy. They have Jesus. They have some real nobodies in this roster. I guess it's a 53 man roster. So you're going to get what you're going to get. Uh, let's see. They have Jalen Guyton. I think is probably the slot guy at this point. 6'1 12. I know he's a big speed guy. That's about it though. In terms of legitimate slot. So yeah, they'll be good. No excuse to, uh, To not make it to the playoffs. I don't care what their division looks like. Um, Tom Brady inking a 10-year, $375 million deal with Fox for him to be the number one broadcast team on the number one broadcast team with Kevin Burkhart once Brady retires. So, interesting move here. Now you have CBS, Nance, and Romo. You have Fox with Burkhart and Brady, whenever that happens. You have NBC with Tarico and Collinsworth. You have... uh, Amazon with Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreit, and then you have ESPN with Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. So I like it. If I had to rank them right now, um, and I'm not going to rank Burkhart and Brady, even though I love Burkhart, I just don't know what's Brady going to be like for that. And whenever he does, it's by two years from now. If I had to guess. Um, I like Buck and Aikman. Put them one. Which is that's the Monday Night game, right? Yeah, I'll put Toriko Collins worth two. I'll put nance and romo three and i'll put al michaels and herb street four just because i don't know what herb street's going to be like doing nfl games but um yeah i think uh, nance and tariko are great i like buck and aikman i I like buck more than aikman of course but i do not like romo at this point i think he's very annoying um but that's just me yeah i think nance kind of calms that down a little bit i think nance probably gets annoyed with it as well it's a little bit much. I mean, it was all fun and games when he first started doing it, but at a certain point, you know, it's enough. No, I just,
1: I meant like, I think his voice kind of
0: calms Yeah. 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 Everyone away from Romo when he talks. Speaking of Romo, uh, five highest paid sports broadcasters when Brady's deal kicks in is Brady at 37 and a half mil, which is absurd. But if you're not going to get paid as much as you should while you're a quarterback, you might as well get the bag from a broadcast network because there's no salary cap in the broadcasting game. Uh, Jim Rome surprisingly makes 30 mil a year, which is just unbelievable. But hey, more power to you, I guess. CBS is paying some big money here. Uh, Tony Romo obviously makes 18 mil a year. Michael Strahan makes $17 a year, which is very interesting considering he doesn't he doesn't do games, and the fact that he makes 17 a year is weird. I don't know if they're factoring in Good Morning America here, but I'm not sure. And then Stephen but, A. Smith for ESPN makes 10. Yeah,
1: because that's I mean, he just does like the Sunday show with uh, Bradshaw and all those guys, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know what those guys are making. but He basically um, makes a million dollars a week. Pretty much, yeah. At this point, um, I guess it's eighteen weeks technically. So, I guess it's a little bit different. Uh, I guess I don't know. Uh, so, shifting forward in the NFL, uh, I forgot
1: you didn't. Stephen A. Smith makes ten mil. Yeah,
0: ESPN. Four NFL teams have above 20 million in cap space right now. The Panthers at 30.7, the Browns at 24.2, the Dolphins at 21.4, and the Texans at 20.9. Last, the least amount of cap space in the entire league is the Niners at 143,000. So, a big deal here is that the Deshaun Watson deal, I think, on the cap this year is only like a million. So, that allows the Browns to have as much cap space as they do, but I don't think they're really going to use it so moving right along schedule release thursday may 10th is the nfl schedule release and uh, i don't care about any of that until we just see the full thing because i'm just ready for that i don't care about leaks or anything yeah i mean the only thing we know is
1: the four overseas games
0: yeah i mean that's about it. And we'll see. I mean, Monday night football, I think they're gonna get some better games, especially with Buck and Aikman in there. Now you don't want them calling the usual stinkers that are on Monday night a lot of weeks. So hopefully they'll get better games. And then you had uh Sonny Michelle to the Dolphins.
1: I believe it's on a one year deal to make a very deep, deep backfield. I mean, you you got Raheem Mostert, Chase Edmonds, Miles
0: Gaskins, Savin Ahmed, and now Sonny Michelle. There's no overwhelming number one in that backfield. Like, there's not. Um, they got a good, a good backfield, better than what they've had. That was a big issue for a lot of years there. So, I think that's the the big move here is that they're getting that done. So,
1: I mean, I think the top two are Moser and Edmonds. Yeah, I think there's no doubt. And then I, I'd say Gaskin's probably your number three, right? That and Michelle, depending on how they use them. I mean, Michelle could be like the scat back, the third down back, but that true. could also be Chase Edmonds. Yeah, it's true. Because I mean that's when Chase Edmonds came in the league, that was his role. Yep. And then once again, uh three weeks from when you're hearing this is the the match Brady Rogers, Mahomes, Allen at uh the win Las Vegas. Oh yeah, uh on to golf.
0: Big week in golf, big week.
1: Yeah, the Wells Fargo Championship last weekend. The winner was Max Homa shot one or Won one one point six million shot eight under,
0: tough conditions. Oh yeah, uh, our guy Max, he's good in those conditions. Uh, friend of the show, Max, home a fourth win on tour. Congrats to Max, of course. Three wins uh, since the beginning of twenty twenty one, which is more than a lot of good golfers. Um, and and beat four, the four now. And beat the four play scramble by himself. Yep, that should probably be his fifth fifth win. If I had to guess. Uh, I think the biggest thing with that is that he shot a 66 at a course he's never played, and against a four-play scramble. So that was the most impressive thing from that for me. Uh, but shout out. And then, and out then those guys. guys lose to Bob Does Sports. That's pretty bad. I would. I mean, I guess I don't. I've never really seen those guys play golf, but you've never seen the him and Jelly cold cuts. I don't think so. No. And then Jet, their,
1: one of their third was their cameraman. I try to keep the guy was they or
0: his name's Fat Perez I try to keep uh, my golf content on YouTube limited because I'd get it out of control if I didn't but what can you do um, so yeah shout out to Max big time win and then uh, this weekend you have the at and t
1: Byron Nelson defending champion is KH Lee
0: at TBC Craig Ranch McKinney Texas. All right, we'll make picks on that one later. Let's go to the Major League Baseball side of things. Uh, The Cardinals finally optioned shortstop Paul DeYoung, AAA. He was struggling mightily, batting 130 with a 209 on base and a 208 slugging, one homer, seven RBIs, and 86 plate appearances. Just a brutal start. It had to be done. Hopefully he can figure it out Um, in Memphis. A guy who was in the middle of the lineup last year, sometimes up in the
1: top of the order, was then now batting ninth in the order. Which he's, last year was
0: Bader's spot. He's, I mean, DeYoung's a great defender. And that's about it at this point. And but uh, he still
1: doesn't have range to his th- his throwing hand.
0: I would agree, and his bat is so bad that you had to do this. They called up uh, Kramer Robertson from AAA. So I'm a big fan of Kramer. I mean, he hasn't had the best season in AAA, but we'll see how they use him, if they use him, because I know they started Brendan Donovan at shortstop tonight while they're getting pumped by the Orioles. But so either start you either know. starting him
1: or Sosa.
0: Yeah, Sosa is not back yet, but he will be back uh, within the next few days. So, yeah. Um, all right. While we're on the Cardinals,
1: we might as well. Welcome to the league, Juan Yepes.
0: Oh, yeah, great start for him. He's actually, I believe, now 10 for 21. Since you wrote this, just because they're playing right now. Um, well, this he's was in great.
1: is one for one for today. So he, uh, yeah. He's uh, nine before, or I guess right after his first bet today, he was nine for 19, four runs, three doubles, one homer, three RBIs, one walk. He's been good. Everything I expected. Good hitter. I mean, he was leading the minors, I think, in home runs when they got called up him and gorman were tearing the minor leagues up at memphis and then the mets moved to grom from the 10-day il to the 60 day
0: yeah i think this is pretty much expected because i think his timeline probably moves him to about near the all-star break for him to come back so this is this makes sense for the mets and uh they've been fine without him so not really any it, worries it started
1: out, out at begin the year he was on what like the fifteen day and that
0: just keeps he kept getting put on ten day, ten day. Yeah, they had to make a move here and uh they've had some other pitcher injuries, so they had to had to do this and it was expected. So hey, Boston scored. It's one to four. All right. And uh your guy Harrison Bader just hit a two run inside the park homer. So only five to two now. Not dead, but there you, you can, go. You can
1: quit referring him to my guy.
0: He's he's good now, man. He is, he's good. Uh moving right along. Uh, player of the Week, who who did you have this week? Uh, Rowdy Telez, Brewers, 321 average, three homers, 12 RBIs, 1,100 OPS.
1: I took uh, third baseman, name Machado, from the Padres uh, in the last week, 10 for 25, six runs, three home runs, five RBIs, five walks.
0: I mean, Machado and Arenado are the clear two best third basemen in the NL, so that's... That's a stat for you there. Um, I mean, just getting on base. I'm getting on base. Fifteen out of thirty at bats. That's legit. Yep. Uh, all right. National Hockey League. The draft lottery t- was tonight or yesterday, depending on when you're listening to this. Uh, the number five pick goes the Philadelphia Flyers. The number four pick goes the Seattle Kraken. The number three pick goes the Arizona Coyotes. The number two pick, the New Jersey Devils, jump up. And the Montreal Canadiens will pick number one. This draft will be held in Montreal when they take Shane Wright from Kingston in the OHL with the first overall pick. And I'll tell you this right now, just for anybody who's a real hockey fan or follows hockey closely or the NHL closely, Arizona should take Logan Cooley at number three, center out of Notre Dame. I don't think it makes as much sense for New Jersey, and Wright's going to go number one to Montreal. So if Cooley is there, it makes a lot of sense for Arizona. He's come on. He's been great. He's jumped up a lot of boards. I expect New Jersey. if They're going to go defense to go with uh, Simon Nimich unless somebody jumps in, which would probably be uh, Joaquin. What's his name? Joakim Kimmel, Kennel, something like that. And then, uh, or they could go. I mean, these names are ridiculous. At the top of the draft. I think it's like Yuraj Slavoski, who's a, a winger who could go number two as well. But the names at this top of the draft, after like the normal Shane Wright, is unbelievable what some of these names are but let me just give one more thing here with the draft uh Shane Wright's going to be a very very good number one center but he's not going to be a Crosby or a McDavid because those guys come around every like Crosby was what 04 05 something like that and McDavid was 15 I think next year's draft 2023 Connor Bedard is going to be the number one pick that's a Crosby McDavid guy so if you want to win the lottery, you, you want to win it next year, even though this year is really good too, especially in comparison to the last few years where it hasn't been as great. But, uh, yeah, there's your, there's your scoops in the NHL draft. And now we go over to the playoff side of things. Yeah, this is before Tuesday night's games.
1: Uh, Florida and Washington's tied up at 2-2, which is surprising everybody.
0: Yeah, I think the President's Trophy thing, it might be legit. I mean, the way that – they uh, I, the way the Presidents Trophy teams struggle is just—it's insane every year. And they've split it, each place right. It's been one and one at each. I
1: believe so. Yes. Uh, and then Carolina and Boston two-two, looking like Carolina is going to pull out in Game Five. Um, Toronto and Tampa's tied up 2 two. Pittsburgh up three-one on the
0: Rangers. Yeah, the Rangers defensively are an absolute disaster right now. They are leaving Igor Shesterkin out to dry at an insane rate. By the way, it's 2 to 1 Tampa right now in game 5 against Toronto with 17:45 to go in the third. So there's that. Um Colorado swept Nashville 4-0. Yeah, yeah, it's expected.
1: What was it was it game one that went to overtime or two
0: when it was like one? Game, game, game two. Game two. Connor Ingram had a ton of huge saves. Colorado should have won the game about 15 different times. Um uh, Minnesota St. Louis tied up to
1: two. Calgary Dallas tied up at two and Edmonton and the
0: Kings tied up at two. Two more things here. Uh Barry Tross, Islanders head coach, fired. Surprising news there. They made it to the conference finals two years in a row. They missed the playoffs this year due to a lot of different things, whether it's not playing a home game till mid-November because of their arena or the COVID issues where they had a ton of players that couldn't play, but the NHL refused to shut them down. Uh, But Trotz is out. I expect him to end up on his feet. If he wants to keep coaching, he could go to Detroit or Chicago or anywhere that has an opening, Winnipeg. So um, he'll get a job if he wants it. And then uh, I found the piece of paper with my NHL futures for this season And I only hit, as of right now, on three of them. One of them is still up in the air, but I highly doubt it happens. Uh, I had the Jets plus 4,500 to win the Cup, missed the playoffs. Blues plus 5,000 to win the Cup. I don't think that's going to happen, but it was good value. Uh, The Hurricanes to get 100-plus points, hit that. That was plus 145. Islanders plus 270 to miss the playoffs, nailed it. Uh, Canucks ones, plus 170 to make the playoffs did not get that. Uh, Patrice Bergeron under 34 and a half goals hit that. I think he had 27. Patrick Kane over 31 and a half goals did not hit that. And then I missed all of these. Uh, it was Leonard to win the Vesna, Panarin to win the Hart. Ovechkin plus 1200 is the top goal scorer. Petrangelo plus 2000 to win the Norris. Jeremy Swayman plus 2200 Calder. That's not going to hit. And uh, Alex Newhook plus 2,500 to win the Calder. That's not gonna hit either. So you bet, a, you bet against Bergie. I mean, I got it. I I 30, whatever the number was, what did I say? 31 and a half, that or 34 and a half. That seemed like an sh- extremely high number. He's probably got like double that in assists. Exactly. I wouldn't bet against him in assists, but goals, yeah, especially when you know Marshan's gonna get a lot of goals, you know is gonna get a lot of goals. I uh, saw so in this. Series, they keep putting stalls line out against that line. Yeah, I see that. Uh, by the way, the Leafs just tied it, it's two to two, so things are getting yeah. interesting in Toronto. Um, there's five minutes left in this game, and the Bruins are already empty net, so it's over. Yeah, all right, let's go to the picks here. Um, last week, I went seven and four, six and three for me.
1: Uh, one and one in the NBA, one and one in the NHL, three-and-two in MLB, and then I hit on two golfers. I had Rory to finish top ten. He finished fifth. I had Max Homa, top five. He won it. And then I had Matthew Fitzpatrick to win.
0: He tied for second, shooting six under. Pretty good. Um, I had uh, two-and-three in Major League Baseball, two-and-oh in both the NBA and the NHL, and I had Max Homa to win. Nailed it. Uh, so six-and-three overall for me. The AT&T Byron Nelson this week. TPC Craig Ranch the week before the PGA Championship, which is at Southern Hills. So week four major. Interesting turn. When you looked this up online today, did it show a different format on your computer? Uh, yeah, it did. Yeah, it showed just – it was a winner tab, a top five tab, and a top ten, top 20 tab. And then I think there was even a top 40. Yeah, but maybe we'll make changes
1: to the picks at some point in golf. Maybe. Yeah, like maybe once – on uh, the NBA or shows over get a couple add a more couple bets more. Out there. Yeah, I agree. We should do that for sure. Yeah, we may, I don't know about a top forty-one, but the top twenty.
0: Yeah, maybe throw a couple top five and top tens in there. Like add another to the yeah. mix there, or add another winner or something. So we'll, we'll we'll talk about that at some point. Who you got? Uh,
1: to win, I have Justin Thomas plus nine hundred, Spieth plus eighteen hundred, and Tommy Fleetwood at plus four thousand.
0: I have uh, Speth plus 2200, Kepka plus 3500, and Taylor Gooch plus 4500 to win. Oh, so we have different things on speed, than. Maybe uh, I
1: wrote the
0: number down wrong.
1: Uh, top five, I have Scotty Scheffler at plus 200, and top 10, Bubba Watson
0: at plus 600. I have uh, Sam Burns plus 500, and Joaquin Neiman plus 330 there. I just think Bubba
1: Watson could get a top ten this one. He got his swagger back a little bit at the uh, – uh, what was the tournament two weeks ago? Two
0: weeks ago. Um. Geez, I'm, I, I don't even know. The Mexico – or no.
1: Three weeks. What's the the, the two-partner one?
0: Oh, the Zurich?
1: Yeah, I think he got a swagger right there, and I don't think he's played since – Interesting, yeah. And then I also, I just wrote an odd one in. This was his winning odds, was Dustin Johnson at plus 1,800. See
0: what he does first tournament since the marriage. Could could, uh, could win. He could win. We'll see. Um, Major League Baseball for Wednesday. Uh, the Diamondbacks minus 120 over the Marlins. Even
1: though Alcantara's pitching, the Marlins offense just isn't there. Yeah, uh, Rockies plus one, I think it's 105, but I wrote 165. Could be good uh, over the Giants. The Mets minus 180 over the Nationals. Rays plus 100 over the Angels. And the Red Sox plus
0: 105 over the Braves. I will take the White Sox minus 145 against the Guardians. The Mets minus 180 at the Nationals. Red Sox plus 105 against the Braves. Twins plus 100 against the Astros. And the Cardinals minus 225 against the Orioles after tonight's disaster.
1: And then what, what, I saw there was something about the White Sox. Somebody was coming back sooner. Um, what was it? Jimenez. Yeah. Elo Jimenez recovering faster than expected. Huh. Was expected to be out six to eight weeks, suffering from a torn hamstring. Uh, so he's making quick strides in his recovery, and is
0: pain-free and has been running and swinging. Interesting. Seems like a big development for them. Uh, let's do the NBA and NHL. You could just do both here for tomorrow, Wednesday. Uh, I had
1: the Bucks plus – Five and a half over the Celtics, and the Warriors minus three and a half over the Grizzlies. And then uh, I have the Penguins plus one ten to close out the Rangers, and the Stars plus one seventy five over Calgary. I'll
0: take the Bucks plus five and a half at the Celtics, Warriors minus three and a half at the Grizzlies. Then I'll take the Penguins as well plus one ten to finish the Rangers off, and I'll take the Flames minus two twenty. Series tied 2-2 against the Stars. All right. That's going to do it for us. Number 64 coming your way next week. Previewing the PGA Championship and all the other things in sports. We'll see you next week for number 64.